Hey, what's going on, everybody? We are back, and this time I got a guest that I am super happy about, someone that I've seen in this space for a while, and I'm really hoping that I can show other people his art and just get his story out there. But the artist we have today is Sammy, also known as Silky Sammy on Twitter. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good today. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Now, like I was telling you beforehand, uh, again, every artist that comes on here always have their pieces pulled up on another monitor. But yours are some pieces that I was very, very familiar with. Of course, everyone that I bring on, I tend to know their work. But you are someone that I I favor a whole bunch. We were just talking about how I have to get some prints on my wall. Um, Dude, you have some beautiful pieces up here. I really want to talk about, you know, when you started, how you started, like when you got into NFTs, what your story is. So honestly, just to kind of start it off, Sam, um, when did you start doing art in general? Um, I've been doing art pretty much my whole life, I think. Of course, when you're younger, you've got your, your school assignments as a young child, and they're like, oh, draw this, or oh, color this. And I really enjoyed those. So from there, I just kept on doing it in my spare time. I enjoyed cartoons when I was younger, like the classic Justice League cartoons or Batman the Animated Series, a lot of Nickelodeon cartoons, like Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom. So from there, it's like free time, literally just spent drawing those guys or other superheroes I've been into. So my whole life, really. I like that. I like that. And and what's crazy is I can tell, like, by some of your, your uh, I want to say, I was going to say things, some of your pieces that, you know, things inspi- things inspire you, such as we were talking about your piece, putting my whole soul into this, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, you have a piece that I can't, I don't have it in front of me, but it was inspired by Dragon Ball Z. So many things. Now, whenever you're creating pieces, are you going back to like a, a childhood you, or is this, or is this still currently you? Are you still watching anime? Like, what does Sammy like to do on on his free time? Oh yeah, it's definitely still a current me. Maybe not like the same exact cartoons. I remember like younger, I wasn't really in the anime for real, but like every little kid's into Dragon Ball Z at some point in their life. It was like literally all over the sides of my schoolwork. It's like, oh, I'm going to draw Super Saiyan. It's like, oh, I'm going to draw Kid Boo, everyone's favorite villain from that show. It's like, oh, I'm going to draw this. or I'm going to draw like Danny Phantom or whatever. So it's like, I'm not still watching those just because it's like, I've seen them already. But I feel like I've deepened the interest um, something I picked up on right when the pandemic started around the 2020 year is I was in the house a lot more. Regular American TV shows kind of stopped their production just because, you know, the pandemic had to quarantine. So with less media and more free time at home, I was like, all right, I got to start watching some other stuff. That's when I really started getting deeper into other anime aside from Dragon Ball Z and like a few of the other classics from my youth. So that's definitely what I'm watching most of my free time. I found a, a decent amount of other cartoons that I enjoy, aside from anime, and I like watch them. I study their style. I see how they draw the eyes or the lips or like different colors they use and like to push the mood across or different ways they tell their stories. So when you see me draw, like if you pay close enough attention and like I tell you the stuff I like, you'll you'll probably be able to pick out oh, I see where he got that technique or, oh, now I know why he draws the eyes like this. 
Damn. No, you're right. Because whenever you started, I think before this, I asked you, I was like, yo, is this piece from Dragon Ball Z? And you corrected me. And I was like, damn, you're right. Now I do see that. And and you're right. The more like you dive into your history and what you like, you do see it in your pieces. And that's what I love. When did you now, you know, you've been in art since, you know, you were kind of young, but now you're in the NFT space. Jokingly, I, I kind of want you to tell the story of what you said with IG and Twitter you were at, at first on IG, and then you bounced over to Twitter uh, and had a lot more success, which I'm very, very happy for you because this work is fucking phenomenal. Um, but just tell us, you know, how you got into the whole NFT scene and like what that was like going from Instagram to, to now Twitter. Okay, so once again, honestly, the pandemic started my whole involvement in the art world. Like I was in school for art. I was there for graphic design. Because a whole life I've been drawing with paper and pencil only. And I was like, nah, I need to do art as a job. So I'm going to go to school and learn Photoshop and do the creative cloud and be a graphic designer. And not going to lie, love graphic design. I have a lot of friends who are graphic designers. But it just was not for me. I was not engaged in Photoshop. I didn't really care about it. I didn't really do art for fun. I just mostly did my assignments. I did well on them. Like I understood the program, but it just didn't, it didn't satisfy my creative needs. So right when the pandemic hit, I graduated that summer, actually. Once again, could not go outside, had a lot of free time at home. So I was like, I'm looking at different softwares I could use to do art because I had just actually gotten a drawing tablet for my my Mac laptop. And it worked, but it wasn't that great because I didn't have a screen to draw on. I was just drawing on a surface and it translated to a screen, which is good. All my praises, if you can do that, I just can't do that. So I was like, all right, what else is out there? I got me an iPad, which was great because once again, home all the time. I finally got him to fill up my free time. So that's how I started doing like digital art in the way that I, I do it now. Now from here, I was like, okay, I got to find somewhere to share my creations because once again, can't talk to anyone. So I was like, all right, I'll start an art Instagram. I'm going to start an art Instagram, start sharing my work. And, you know, that's what we're doing. I'm grinding it hard. All summer, every day, all day, I'm just doing art. I'm not coming out the room except to eat and to watch myself. That's it. All day, art, 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 all night, art. I'm not sleeping either. And it's like, put my soul to this. It's like 20 likes, two or three comments. And I was like, all right, it's just the beginning. It's going to pick up. Three months in, I'm at like 90 followers. I was like, okay, there's got to be an alternative out here other than Instagram. Because... I'm not talking to anyone. I don't know anyone. I was looking to make art friends who I could like, you know, grow with and like network with, you know, someone to, who shares my creative, like my creative need to express myself because people in my regular life wasn't feeling it. They were like, oh yeah, art. Okay. Okay. I needed someone who was on the same wavelength as me. So I was like, okay, I know about Twitter. I have a Twitter account. Let's see if I can get some more success there. And I did, actually. I, I met a lot of people. I've, like, multiplied my following on Instagram, but, like, 10 times now, 10 times over on Twitter. Now it's like I have a lot of friends I talk to every day on more than just art, just, like, regular people in my life who now I go on trips with. I see them regularly. I talk on the phone with them. And it's just it's a, it's a weird feeling. I didn't really have that much of, like, friends that I was like hanging out with daily, even before art. And now it's like art gave me all that stuff. So to touch on the NFTs, 
I said I joined Twitter October 2020. By December 2020, I'd actually met someone whose name is It's Ahmad's World. He's one of my first friends on Twitter. He's like one of my first followers, actually. And, you know, after a few weeks, I did. I was like, thank you, bro, for interacting on my posts, leaving comments. I was interacting on his posts, leaving comments. I was like, you know, I feel like you're the first person I could at least call like an acquaintance on social media. I really appreciate that. Because like, that's why I started this. I'm like trying to get myself out there and like basically just meet other creatives. He's like, he responded to me. He's like, thank you. I consider you like a friend too. I just feel like we get along and we like both have a creative spirit in us and I want to get better at what we're making. And he's actually the guy who mentioned NFTs to me. I was like, what's an NFT? He gave me the rundown. He actually helped me set up my foundation, helped me like understand what minting was. He gave me the whole rundown, what ETH was, how to write the description, how to like some pointers on how to network myself, how to meet other people online. So he definitely played a large role in my starting to get into the NFT game and seeing the usefulness of Twitter. Wow. <clears throat> so that's a beautiful thing. I, I, I always This is why I always keep my notepad so I can always go back on a couple of things. So to start it off, shout out to Hamad. Um, for those that don't know, Hamad is, you know, behind Burrito Dow, and that's who I'm affiliated with. Uh, Sammy's also affiliated with them uh, as well, I believe. Um, but to, to hear that you've grinded IG, and that's what some people don't understand. Like a lot of these artists were artists before Twitter and have been artists for a long time, even like creating art. Maybe they haven't sold pieces, but that's because that opportunity hasn't always presented itself. You can make a hundred pieces. That don't mean that someone's going to buy at every single one or one at all. So regardless, you know what you're doing, some of these people coming to web three, this is the first time they've got to sell pieces. This is the first time they've got the opportunity where people can buy their pieces. So for the fact that you've grinded IG for so long and then came to Twitter and found success, is super cool to me. And the fact that I've already checked your Twitter, um, you're really close to 10K, which is a, a very good milestone in Twitter. And the fact that I I know Sammy good enough to say that I know that all of his followers are genuine. You know what I'm saying? I've seen plenty of people in this space buy followers. And, you know, I'm not going to hate the player. I guess I'll hate the game. But, you know, plenty of people buy followers. You see 200,000, 300,000. It's like, come on, bro. You don't. Whatever. We won't go there. But, you know, I, I love the fact that you're genuine. You're doing it the right way. And, I mean, you're literally grinding with some serious, serious artwork. Um, there is a question I do want to ask. Uh, two of them, actually, which I'll, I'll touch on first. You know, I didn't know that you had did work with paper and pencil. I didn't, I thought you were all digital. So that's actually something that I've learned today. I didn't know that there were pieces before your digital work. Um, I would love to see you post more of those on Twitter if you haven't already, because that would be pretty damn sick. And the whole college thing, I've, I've always been very curious of, of artists, you know, because I know I haven't went for art specifically, but do you feel, we'll go, we'll go to this question first. Do you feel college is necessary to be an artist, maybe, we should say? No, not at all. I don't think college is necessary to be an artist. I feel like college definitely, you know, it fed into my experience, I guess. I can't really say, yeah, I didn't need college because I did go regardless. I have the degree and, like, literally sitting on top of the unit in the living room. 
So, yeah, I do have that knowledge. But I feel like in the way that it translates to what I'm doing now, it's useful, but it's like I feel like I could have taught myself the way it helps me now. Like a lot of my work centers around bodies now. I taught myself how to draw anatomy by taking pictures of myself in the positions I need. And that's how I learned how to draw a body. I can draw hands now because I've drawn my own hands for two years straight. I learned how to color eventually because that's something that really used to, I used to struggle with a lot. I learned how to do it because I just kept trying to color for two years. And now I'm pretty good at it. I learned how to use texture and how to acquire digital assets just because I kept trying. And I met friends who were like, oh, yeah, I do this. I do this. Like school helped me in, I guess, a few ways, maybe tangible and intangible. But a lot of that, what I learned now and like that I've gotten as far as I've gotten is just because I just like, yeah, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep trying. And then when I meet people, of course, I talk to them. I And I'm like, I'm not afraid to give anyone. I like admire their flowers. That's another part I like about Twitter. I've met a lot of the artists who I look up to and I'm, I'm lucky enough to call them my friends now. Whenever I do meet them, of course, I'm always like, yeah, I love your work. Or I'll send them a piece I really like. And I was like, yeah, I love how you did this. And a lot of them are really nice and like forthcoming when they see that you genuinely appreciate what they're doing. And they'll like give you pointers. They'll be like, oh, yeah, this is how I did this. They're like, oh, yeah, I got this from here. And they've helped me a lot. They've really helped widen my perspective of what I think is possible. When I first started, like when I left school, I didn't think I'd be doing what I was doing now. And I didn't think I'd be this good either. So helpful. Yeah, probably. I guess it did affect me a little bit. But in the long run, I think I could have been here if I didn't go to school. Okay, I like that. And I think you made a lot of great points. I think that whenever because I never went to college for um, art, you know, mine was computer science and stuff like that. So it was never, you know, sitting down. And But whenever it comes to going to school for art, I think it's very useful in the sense of art history and learning about art more than going to school to learn how to draw a square, if, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and that's because, you know, the last... I would say probably three people that have came on the podcast for those listening in. If you've listened to the last three, you would know that every single one of them, for some reason, the big the big trend here recently is is knowing your art history. Oh, my cat's going crazy. Y'all might hear that. Um, but is knowing your art history and, and how big of a deal that can be for creating pieces. And, you know, so now I want to say, you know, you have this history, you have you know, this knowledge, you're, you're making pieces now. Now you're in the scene and you're selling pieces. Um, you have some very good marks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 1E, you have 1.2, you have 0.7, you know what I'm saying? And these are big sales, um, which I have no doubt will eventually be higher and higher and higher. Uh, like I said, you're one of my favorite artists. So hopefully not too high because I still need to pick one up. Uh, but if it gets too high, I'll just settle with my print. Uh, but I really do want to talk to you about putting my whole soul into this. Um, I only have your foundation pulled up. I'll have to pull up your other things if you have it just to see your other pieces, but putting my whole soul into this, it's an animated piece. And if I'm looking on your super rare, it's your 
only animated piece. Do you not like animating? Are you still learning animation? Because this is a super sick fucking piece. Like I've told you many times, one of my favorite. Um, but why is this the only animated one? Like, are we going to see more from you? What's that looking like, bro? All right, so putting my whole soul into this. Um, I actually started animation this time last year, so like April 2022. And I only did it because I was like, of course, I like anime and something I really like about the, the genre or the medium of like animating is I always like how stylized it is. I like how smooth it runs. I like that they, they don't skimp out on the details the full way through. It's insanely smooth and it's polished. And even like the non-keyframes where they'll probably make it a little bit looser because something's fast moving. It even looks good when you pause it. Like It's like, oh, wow, this is so expressive. So I was like, I wonder if I could pull that off. So I did, and it turns out I can pull it off. So, so go ahead. Oh, no. I was like, it kind of surprised me. I kind of just did it just to see if I could. Once again, it's like I don't have any training in animation. I only did it just to see if I could. I didn't watch the YouTube videos prior. I just, like, watched a lot of anime. And it's like if I'd see a cool part, I'd rewind it a few times. I'd, like, pause it in the middle of the animation to see what the middle of the frame looked like or, like, the middle of the motion looked like, how they drew it, what the lines looked like, the colors. And after, like, a few weeks of preparing and, like, mentally planning it out, I was like, all right, I feel like I could tackle this. I'm going to do it. And then to answer your second question about if more animations are coming, I'm actually about to finish an animation today. I was just working on an animation before this interview. So definitely more on the way. Definitely more on the way. Two, actually. Two animations on the way. Damn. Okay. Okay. I caught you at a good time. So my favorite part about this is I'm... If if you want to answer, can you say what pieces they are? And the only reason why I ask you this is because this will not be airing probably for another two to three weeks. So you might have already posted this piece that you're working on by the time this drops. So is there any way you could share or do you want to keep that under wraps? Oh, no, I definitely can't share. I actually kind of already spilled the beans on one of them. Ooh. So the first one, I, I drew this, this piece, a few, I think I posted it last week or maybe a week and a half ago. It's fairly recent, but it basically I said a storm is brewing just because recently in my, my artistic growth, um, it's recently become a lot easier for me to finish pieces. A lot of my stuff, they take like a month or two months or they used to, but it's like the last three to four complete pieces I've done all within like the last month or two. So it's like... I was about to start changing. It's about to start moving a lot faster, more completed art. It's not that like I'm spending less time on my ideas. It's just getting a lot easier for me to render them where I'm happy with them. And I changed my style a little bit. But basically, I dropped that piece as promotion for another piece that I can't tell you about. But it's the first time I'm actually animating the background and putting my whole soul into this. For anyone who hasn't seen the piece, it's mainly... The character is moving and like what's interacting with him is moving his body, his clothes, like his accessories and an energy blast he shoots out of his fingers. But I don't have a background in this piece. The whole background is kind of just a square, which is probably what you would like connect to a movie screen. It's like just where the piece takes place. It's a blank square 
the outside is blank. It's just two different colors to separate where he is and where things are not going to happen. But in this piece, I've got moving background, the character's animated. I've got some other elements that I'm not going to expose right now. Everything's animated. So pretty much we're growing a lot. And also to, to connect it back to things not taking as long, I think we're about 60 hours where I'm about to finish this animation. It's 50 frames. The previous one was only 33 frames. And I think putting my whole soul into this took me 84 hours to finish. So we're moving a lot quicker. I'd say that's why I kind of took a break from the animations just because it sucked up so much time. But now things are getting easier. So we're making new stuff. And the second animation, just to give you a little bit of the teaser, is going to be my most ambitious project. I said that this one is, but I'm going to top it with the very next one. And instead of a moving environment, we're going to have like probably 18 different animations happening simultaneously. So, yeah, your boy is moving. New animations are on the way. <laughs> wow. Um, this is... Now, I'm going to go ahead and call it. I'm, I hate to, hate to be that guy, but I'm going to call it and say that uh, one of these, if not all of these, are going to be all-time highs for you. Um, I already know what you're capable of. And just the fact that, you know, you're you're progressing at, at this speed, I think it's a beautiful thing because it's not like you're progressing and the pieces are getting worse. Like there's like you're putting less into it. It's like you're putting so much into it and you're just getting better at your craft. It's allowing you to go uh, at better times. So I'm really excited to see whatever these pieces are, especially the ones that you can't tell me. The one with so much animation. Um, I know that it takes a lot. And to hear that you put in 70, 80 hours into a piece, that's no joke, man. Like seriously, no fucking joke. Um, we just had, I think it was, fuck, uh, Osborn. Osborn was on here and he was saying like, you know, he can't do a piece for more than three days. Like, well, he will do a piece for three days and put like five hours in each. But after that, like he can't go much longer than that. So you know what I'm saying? 80 hours into a piece is, is absolutely absurd. Um, another piece that I really like by you, man, is nothing hurts anymore. So I'm not sure where this um, inspiration came from. I'm a huge fan of the Silver Surfer. Probably has nothing to do with your piece, but that's what I love about art. You can interpret it your own way, but I've always been very curious to know what was the actual inspiration behind this piece and just what went into it? Cause it's one of my favorite by you. So uh, actual inspiration behind it, not that far off, honestly, it was Dr. Manhattan, which I mean, Silver Surfer, Dr. Manhattan, <laughs> they're basically the same character, but different companies. One's blue, one's silver, one's I surf. love Dr. Manhattan. Whoa, that's crazy. Okay. Exactly. I just wanted to basically, like, you know, all-powerful character. I made him, like, kind of chalk white because I wanted to show off that it was, like, coming into a new era for himself. He's kind of like a blank slate. Um, but it's like he's got all this power, which is why he's got the stars by his hands and the, the flesh is kind of liquefying over there because it's like, yeah, he's so strong. He's got all this potential. And, of course, I got him coming out the smoke clouds. Honestly, if you look at my art, you'll see smoking clouds a lot. They, rec- they reoccur a lot. The same with those four-pointed stars. They're, they're in there a lot at, in that era of my work. I went to them, like, every time I could. 
but in the back I've got like the rainbow, um, the rainbow aura, just because it's like, yeah, it's like he's a white chalk slate, but it's like he's got the power to do anything. There's so many possibilities out there. Like he's in a realm of creation where it's like he could do anything. Damn, I'm and and yeah, I can see the 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 stars. It was in. Nothing hurts anymore. Boys don't cry. I hate you, but I love you. But I'm not gonna lie; like they're beautiful pieces. You use it, and I was fortunate enough to find you. But it's it's still beautiful pieces. Like you use them in, in great ways. Um, I do want to ask you though, <clears throat> before hopping over to the other pieces, um, you know, we talked about anime a little bit, and what's so crazy to me is I have multiple friends that aren't like heavy into art or don't really understand art, but they love anime. And I'm just like, dude, it's an art style that you're watching in itself. Like those people that create those characters are talented. You know what I'm saying? And that's like any cartoon, you know what I'm, you know, but anime is really something special. I mean, that's like you watch Demon Slayer. I mean, the graphics on that show is absolutely nuts. I'm not saying it's the greatest anime of all time, but the graphics on it, you watch it, you're like, damn. That's pretty good. And even like cho- a children's show, uh, Chowder, I was never, I was too old for that show. But uh, anytime that it was on TV, if you see the graphics on that show, it's absolutely absurd. Like that stuff is nuts. So um, I have to ask, what is one or maybe your top three animes that you like to watch? Oh, I got you. Let me pull up my list right now. Oh, he's been waiting for that question. Oh, yeah. Like, of course, I already have one in, in the head. One of them is Hunter x Hunter or Hunter Hunter. I don't know if you like the x in or not, but that's how I say it. That's definitely one of my top shows. Aside from just, like, the stylistic of it, because I watched Hunter x Hunter 1999 until its completion. And then, of course, I had to go to the, the 2011 version. 1999, definitely my, my preferred version. I wish they followed that all the way through, but it just didn't happen. But I like the style in it. I like the noise in it. I like the datedness of how it looks. I feel like it was hand-drawn in 99. And that's something I really care about with my animation. Of course, I use Procreate iPad, but I draw them all by hand. I don't go into, like, After Effects or anything and add, like, the default loops or anything. Everything you see come from me, I, I drew with my hand, especially the animations, which is, you know, another reason that they take a little while. But Hunter x Hunter is definitely one of them. It's great. I like the story. I like how they, they show like conflicting morals within one character just to show not everyone is one-dimensional. I like the style, the aesthetic. The story, amazing. The musical score, amazing. I still listen to it sometimes when I'm working and I need to just get into the, into the zone. Um, Another one. I'd say another one just off the top of my head right now, Mob Psycho. That one actually just finished. But the animation on that show is insane. What I like is that some anime it looks extremely polished with their style, but Mob Psycho isn't afraid to experiment with different styles, especially in like between episodes or for comedic purposes or just like action scenes. It'll switch between three different styles and it's, it'll do it seamlessly. It'll be like, oh wow. It was really unique for me when I first started watching it just to see that they weren't like tied down to doing one thing all the time, that they would just like experiment in different ways. I like really appreciated that. I feel like it made it easier for me to want to experiment with my art and be like looser with how I depict things. Cause I didn't need to be like, Oh no, no, I got to stay like this. I got to stay like this. 
And I'd say for my third one, my third favorite anime, I'd have to say probably Evangelion, both the remake and the original series. I love the story. It's amazing. I was a little upset the first time I watched it. So I was like, I wanted a giant robot cartoon. This is not about giant robots at all. And I was kind of confused, but after doing some research, you know, watching it a second time, watching the remakes, I think it's a very complete story. It's like an aesthetic treasure chest. I still see Evangelion merch all over the place. And like cartoons older than me, I think. And I'm 24. Cartoons older than me and it's still relevant. People still use the memes and make jokes about it. It's got a thriving online community. And furthermore, the animation is just crazy. Like, back when the show was about giant robots, those scenes were done amazingly. Um, how do you even conceptualize these ideas and then draw them? So, <clears throat> I can't lie. I wrote down, you ain't going to be able to see it, but I, I wrote down Evangelion and and, and Hunter Hunter. Um, so, for those that don't know, before I was running around as my cool cat, my avatar on most social media was a Lumi. So, I'm a very, very big Illumi fan. Very, It's a shame that they don't really do his character in much of literally anything. Uh, like no figures, no nothing. But Illumi is the GOAT. Um, that's that's my go-to. But Hunter Hunter was, or yeah, for those that call it Hunter X Hunter, whatever y'all want to go by, <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, and, and Neon Genesis was like, that that purple green black on that show like that aesthetic of that whole original show i'm 26 i'll be 27 this year um that show was just nuts for me um that's one of my favorite as someone who doesn't have like a very i can't go deep into anime so when people ask me and i'm like oh yeah like dragon ball super Hunter, Hunter, even Jelly. They're like, you're a fake fan. I'm like, well, I'm awesome. I never claimed to be a super big They're fan nice. either. So, yeah. Nice. You know, and, and and so, but I do really enjoy them. Um, My Hero Academia. Oh, yeah. love them too. I just finished I'm, the season the other day. Yeah, I'm, I'm basic. You know, I'm a big, big fan of that. But um, overall, it's just good shows, great shows that I, I truly enjoy. And that's what I love about your pieces. Some of these, you know, that's, your history, man. It's the culture and, and just knowing, you know, knowing that stuff. I, I'm kind of blown away, though, that you do these by hand. Is it okay if I add one more show to this? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I forgot to say Attack on Titan. Attack oh, on Titan. dude, I hate that show. You hate it? I hate it, dude. Why? So here's the thing. That's kind of like, with me, I'm very picky. So let me, I'm going to throw out a super hot take on this podcast. Hold on. Um, so any show, hear me out, Sammy, any show that this has nothing to do with anime for one, but the hot take is like South Park, Family Guy, Futurama, Rick and Morty. They, they're not funny to me. Like that's not good shows. Like none of that shit is funny to me. People are like, well, then what do you enjoy? I have super dry humor in sense of like the office, um, really okay. stupid no. shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like my humor is very, like I like stand-up comedy a lot, not cartoon comedy. So I'm very picky with, if I'm going to watch something, I, I, I really have to enjoy it. That's why I'm moving. So now moving over to the attack on Titan take, um, I never really 
fucked with the graphics like that, man. And it's like, for me, like, I, I don't like the way the Titans look. That's probably a super weird thing to say for, but I just, the, the big humanoids, like the big, like, I don't know, that's not my, my cup of tea. And I hated it that I didn't enjoy it because I wasn't going to force myself to enjoy it. But literally all of my friends love that show. And they would sit in Discord whenever it would air every and watch every episode. And I'm just like, I wish I could, bro, but I literally cannot get behind this show. And I'm not going to sit here and fake it because I don't like it. So it's like, and you know what I'm saying? But some people felt that way with Dragon Ball Super. You know, I love that show. But some people were like, bro, that is so damn childish. Like, that's like, that's what I watched when I was a kid. And I was like, OK, that's fine. But that's, you know what I enjoy. But yeah, bro, ALT is not something <laughs> that I really like. There's a few shows I've seen or like that are really popular. I'm like, no, I hate this. I don't like it. And it's like, I just won't watch it. I respect you being able to stand behind that. For Dragon Ball Super, I'll say that they didn't get a fair shake of things, in my opinion. They really overworked their animators. They didn't get a lot of time to polish stuff out. Like they're coming out with the, the episodes now redone and they look a lot better. But it's like, of course, I still watched it, but I, I could realize that, yeah, this isn't the, the tightest run production, but it's not their fault. I don't think they should get a bad rap for it. They yeah. did what they did, and they did it on a weekly basis, too. It takes me a month to animate three seconds. I'm supposed to be upset that they're giving me a full episode every month? That's what people don't understand, man, is, is the, like, that's why I really enjoy anime, or, like, even, oh, I'm a huge, I I, I don't know if you saw my, po- did you see my really controversial so you you said you're 24. Um, did you see it was a Nickelodeon like best show bracket? Did you see my? I didn't see yours. I, I saw oh, dude, they got mad. They got mad because hold on, you might get mad at it. I'm I made Avatar the Airbender like got knocked out first round, and like people were like sick with that they were like dming me they were like sending me pictures on on discord they're like you suck like (laughs) how how could you feel this way about avatar i'm like what are you talking about like but dude it was i i don't like it for one so i guess that's another hot take is that i don't like avatar but that's what i'm saying like i don't like it's hard to say that i don't like cartoons like that but then like follow it up with i love my hero academia uh you know the graphics the reason, are different. Yeah, I feel like the reason I even know all that happened with Avatar is that it was always on TV. I could have just get that show if I wanted to. Like, I don't hate it. And they're like, yeah, I like it because it's like the first show, I think it was one of the first series that I watched all the way through completion. I saw the whole story. I saw the characters grow and stuff. That's one of my first experiences with that, which is when I first was like, oh, yeah, I kind of like seeing like how things evolve over time with TV shows. But like it was always on. Like it doesn't matter what time of day you turn on your TV before school, late at night, you know, the middle of the day on Saturday, Avatar The Last Airbender will be on. And they don't show in any direct order. They show the episodes <laughs> randomly. So at some point you're going to just know the story just from if you watch Nickelodeon even half the time. That's a that's a fact. And that's what I try to tell people. Like, I'm twenty seven this year. Like that was not the show that was on whenever i was always sitting down watching nickelodeon like how spongebob used to come on all the time you you couldn't say that you've never seen spongebob because there was no way you missed if you had fucking nickelodeon on you were going to see that show 
And there's just certain shows. But Avatar was definitely one of them, bro. Like, even as I got older, if the TV was on and that chair was more than likely going to be that show in the next 30 minutes, if it's not on now. Um, but so we can get off our anime spiel, because I know people listening, <laughs> and, <laughs> listening and they're like, God, these fucking guys. Uh, but no, um, you 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 said earlier that you draw your pieces. That's something that I find very crazy. And it's definitely explains why the animating can take you 70 to 80 hours. Um, but you did a piece that kind of kind of blew up on Twitter, respectfully. Um, it's life. Now, this is one of your higher selling pieces, sold for one ETH to T. Joe. Shout out T. Joe. Um, what went into this piece? Uh, I want to say it, it, it looks like it took you a long time because if you drew all these lemons, I want to say they're lemons. If you drew all these lemons, bro, I mean, that right there looks time consuming as hell. And then you got the person itself. You have color. Like, so what actually went into this piece? And and why do you think kind of this piece was so, so much of a milestone for you? I'm glad it was a milestone. I remember when I did it at first, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be it. This is going to change my life. And I posted it. I was like, okay, life is still the same, I guess. Okay, whatever. So I didn't know it was considered a milestone or it blew up. I'm glad to hear that, actually. Oh, but, it's so, I mean, I can't lie to you, Sammy. Whenever it comes to, like, artists and their pieces, I would say that this character is is what I associate you with and more or less this style of black and white with some color looks drawn so your life piece ironically outside face which also sold for an eth putting my soul into this i wouldn't necessarily say i hate you but i love you because you can't the the face isn't as distinct as the other three and probably your recent everything i am that could be a series in itself of this character but that's what i associate you with Oh, thank you. I'm actually really happy to hear that. Um, and, yeah, I guess a lot of people don't know that, but th- th- that guy is actually me. Back when I did Outside Face in life, I had cornrows, actually. So when I said I draw my pieces and I reference myself, I meant that, like, literally, what I wear most of the time is a white T-shirt, a pair of blue jeans, and some forces. So it's like, um, life, yeah. That was well, what went into that piece is I made it like right after NFT NYC last year. I was like, a lot of my pictures, when I started working myself, I have a tripod in my living room. I like set it up and I like, I do the pose or like I record a video in selfie mode of myself. I do the pose five to 10 times, however many times it takes for me to be happy with it. And then I just like get procreate. I reference myself. So it's like, if you see a silky sandwich piece, just know that pose is me. No one else would be a copy. But it was right after NFT NYC, and I was happy that I was with, like, like I said, artists that I network with. I one of my friends who I was living with, actually Stacks on Twitter. I was like, Stacks, hold it down for me. Take this picture of me in this armchair. I was like, directing him how I wanted. I was like, yeah, from like a lower angle, I'm going to sit like this. I'm going to like have a hat on, I'm going to tilt it. And I need you to take this picture for me. And I needed someone else there to take the picture for me. It was at such a low angle. No one in my house is artistically minded. So if I'm like, hey, oh, mom, take this picture for me. He's going to take the first picture and it's going to be, it's not going to be good. I can't use that. 
So I was with my friends. They're all artists too. So it's like, they like, they respected my vision. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to help you get there. I appreciate them for that. But yeah, um, I got the reference. I like drew it, just like the shape of a chair under it. And then I started like, for the lemons, I like found some images of lemons. So it's like, you know, everyone's like, yo, I know what a lemon looks like. But it's like, let me just find the images. So it's definitely a lemon. I'm glad you could tell they were lemons too. So I drew them. And like, I drew them, but the lines were too thin. So it's like, I was like angling it and like distorting it in my, my program, Procreate. And when I had it, they were too thin because all my shadows are black, like you mentioned before. So it's like, if I have the super thin lines that are faded because the way Procreate adjusts images, they're pixels. They're not like vectors. So they get lighter, they get faded, they get blurry. So I was like, all right, so what am I going to do? So I drew the lemons twice. I drew those lemons, all of them, two times over. And then I had to go through and shade them all. So technically, I drew them three times. And then I realized that it's like, the first version had the cape, the king's cape that's around the throne. I just had it off to the side. So I actually deleted half the lemons to, to swoosh it around it and tie it up. So, yeah, it, it took a long time. That was 121 hours of just drawing and shading in lemons. Lemons only. That's all I drew the entire piece. And, yeah, if you were, like, of course, I said I, I got on Twitter and started making art to meet, to meet friends and start talking to people. I was talking to my friends for, like, three weeks. Every time, like, yo, what's up, Sam? What you doing? I'm like, you know, just drawing the lemons. I'm shading the lemons. Then, like, a week later, it's like, yo, what's going on with you, Sam? It's like, yeah, I'm top half of the throne, guys. Still coloring the lemons. It's like, only you could spend a month coloring only lemons and be satisfied with it. And I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta see this vision through. And then at the end of the piece, I finished it. And I was like, yo, piece is done. And I was kind of underwhelmed, honestly. I was like, wow, it's, it's just me on some lemons, huh? So, like, I'm panicking because I was like, no, my vision, it's falling apart. What do I do now? So, like, I'm staring at it, and I was like, all right, I'm going to add some some decrepit pillars. Because what I was trying to show in that piece is, you know, you're going through, like, the hardships of life. But, like, you're not submitting or, like, bowing down. You're still keeping your head high. You're trying. You're doing your stuff. you like, staying determined. So I was like, all right, I'm going to put some some pillars that are, like, obviously withering down. They're getting weathered down by the environment. And then I'm going to put the stars in the top so you can see, like, where he's aiming for. So then after that, I was satisfied with peace. I was able to, you know, rest easy. I was like, I, I depicted what I wanted to show. So I got to say, it's a, it's a beautiful piece, man. And the fact that you spent... 121 hours on it i'm definitely going to tweet about this after this episode <laughs> um because it's such a crazy piece um and and one of my favorite and before we even hop over to the five questions you know we've been going for like almost 45 minutes just just having great conversation it's it's crazy that you know the references that you have are you and i'm gonna ask you a funny ass question and you can say no comment mm. but does this mean did everything I am, you just stood in front of the camera naked? I did a shirtless. I was like, um, at first it was just going to be like a guy in the t-shirt and the, the pants. And I was like, no, I feel like, because you actually referenced earlier that people like art history is useful for school. 
which is something I'm trying to get into now. Like, I enjoy history class, art history class. I was a little less enthusiastic back about at the time when I was going to school. But now that I'm doing art and I'm like expressing myself, I'm like, okay, I'm actually interested in what these guys are doing, how they got to where they're going. So instead of just drawing myself in like, you know, the normal white t-shirt, the blue jeans, like I, I always have like an outside face and all, all the other pieces that you mentioned, I was like, all right, let's like reach an art history. So I, this time I was like, I feel like it'll be really on theme for everything I am. It's supposed to show like the tangible systems of a person. So the nervous system with the brain, the circulatory system with the heart and the skeleton versus the soul, which is on the left side with the colors some colors I've actually referenced a few times. I was like, all right, the Vitruvian man was supposed to be like the image of perfection with perfect um, proportions and just being like the image of balance. So I was like, all right, I'm going to reference that. And at first I was just going to draw the regular one, but I was like, nah, that's not true to who I am. I need to draw myself as a Vitruvian man. Or it's somewhat self-centered, but you know, you got to be self-centered to be an artist a little bit. So I was like, you know what, let's do it. So I literally, I went back from taking the picture and the t-shirt, just took off the, the pants, and I, like, guesstimated the hips. So, no, I'm trying to learn how to draw from imagination, too, because that's how I think I could really push myself. So I was like, all right, I'm going to just, I'm going to learn how to draw my legs without having to look at my legs, mostly just because I didn't feel like taking a, a third picture once I realized I didn't have them in the original picture. <clears throat> well... The reason why I asked is because it looked very accurate, you know, it, it looked like, you know, so that's why I was like, wow, I wonder if he actually, funny enough, I wonder if he actually got in front of the camera naked and was like, I got to really draw this. You know what I'm saying? An hour and a half on hips. No, I mean, it, it's it's good work, man. And the fact that you put so much effort into it and, and now you're even trying to go back to the art history. I mean... People don't know, you know, Leonardo da Vinci, the the one that did Vitruvian Man, I believe he only has 24 pieces out there. You know, pieces like uh, The Last Supper is literally like painted on a wall in, in a building. Like it's not even in a frame or nothing. It's just on a random fucking wall somewhere, you know. And But, you know, a lot of crazy shit in history. Um, I, I have some artists that I'll, I'll shoot over to you after this that you should definitely check out. I think you would uh, definitely enjoy them. But before we before we jump over to the five questions, is there anything that you would like to like just say to the people, say to the listeners, any questions that you wish? Damn, I wish he would have asked me this so I could have, you know, talked about this. Is there anything that you would like to say to the people? I'll say um, thank you for the questions. I really appreciate talking about my work and like what goes into it. Um, I know I said I joined like Twitter to be social and stuff, but, you know, still getting over the shyness a little bit. So I don't know exactly like. DM a lot of people. I'm very receptive if someone reaches out to me, of course. But it's like, yeah, sometimes I'm like, nah, I'm not going to bother them. I'm going to do it. So I appreciate the opportunity to, you know, get out there and talk a little bit about what I create and why I do it. And I just want to go back to something I forgot to say earlier that you mentioned that um, I love you, but I hate you. The faces are distinct. I would say, I think I made that basically the the winter like of 2021. I was still kind of nervous about doing the references. So I didn't actually reference that piece at all. I kind of just drew a stock image in my head. So that's why that one looks a little bit different. But now now I'm in the full immersion of myself. So you've got my face. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it's a, it's a still a very, very beautiful piece. It's just whenever you see the face on that versus 
like the the current every what, what what was it called everything I am yeah everything I am um you can just tell that the the person in the piece are are two different people but now knowing that background I mean it makes total sense a hundred percent um it's been an absolute blast like I said we've going for cats going crazy again because he's loving the five questions um but you know <laughs> number they're all pretty easy you know you can answer them. However you want, personally, NFT-wise, whatever's comfortable for you. But number one is, what is your goal in 2023? Um, My main goal for 2023 is just, you know, get my art out there, see how far I can go with it, pursuing it. I'm kind of the first one in my family who decided to take on this kind of, like, career or life path. Most of my, my other family members are pretty, not normal, but, like, I guess more normal than artists that work on social media. They're pretty like things that have been established already. They don't really have to go and establish. They just got to find the job and then do it and they're set. So me, I'm just like, um, they all believe in me and I'm very happy for the support, but I just want to show them like, yeah, you don't have to be like, Oh, that's cool. Like you can have confidence that I'll be all right. And that like, I'm, I'm like making tangible work. I just want to show them that I'll be okay. I think you will, man. Um, you know, if they haven't seen that yet, it's definitely okay. I think whenever people, you know, tell others like, "Oh yeah, I do art," they're like, "Okay, well, but what do you yeah. do? What do you what do you do for your main job though?" And it's like, "No, no, 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 no. That's that's the main job." And it's like, "Oh, that's oh, okay." And I mean, but that's the great part about Web three, and I think the the best part for artists is that there's so many opportunities to show people like, yo, what I do is serious. And I, I do take it serious. And I want others to say, take it serious. So I have no doubt that people will. will and like I told you earlier, I, I truly believe that your next animated pieces are going to be some of your all-time highs, if not all three pieces, like consecutively break that. I, I know at least one of them will, bro. I have that much confidence in them. Um, number two would be, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Um, anywhere in the world, I feel like I'd still choose New York. That's where I am right now. And it's just like, it's so connected to me. I like, um, I like the energy of the city, of course. I'm not like directly in the city now, but it's close enough to me that I can get there if I so please, which I like. I enjoy like being able to have a laid back day or being able to go down to the city and have a really, you know, energetic and hectic day. A lot of my friends come here. So it's like, I've met a lot of like the artists that I've networked with on Twitter because New York is a travel destination. They'll come to the city. Of course, I always let them know. I'm like, yeah, if you come to New York, let me know. I will come to meet you. Like, it's nothing. I'll come to the city. We can hang out for the day you're here, like multiple days. Let me know. I'll go to a museum. I'll go to get lunch with you. I don't care. I just like meeting people, hanging out with them. So I feel like the answer would still be New York at this point. I like that, man. Pull up on the Guggenheim, go see some good art. Um, you know, people that know me know that I, I hate New York. I hate, New, I hate New York in the sense of like, I could never live there. And people listening are like, you know, says a lot from the guy from Kentucky. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't live in a crazy, you know, super populated state where it comes to like popularity, but it's super, you know, a, a $300,000 house here versus New York is a is a is a studio apartment to a mansion almost so it's like it's it's absolutely unreal but new york is a great great phenomenal place for networking a great place to really get stuff done 
And if you're if you want to be serious in, in multiple things, rather it's business, fashion, food. I mean, New York is definitely one of those top places that you need to be. Um, I, I like going there to visit. It was super fun. I've just never had a good experience going. Last time I collapsed, hospitalized for a week. Time before that caught COVID when COVID first came out. So it's like I can't catch a break in New York. Maybe it's just my weak immune system. Oh, and no. It's to me, too. It's wow. crazy, bro. Like, I, you literally just pull up to New York and you're sick. It's yeah. <laughs> The, when COVID started, I was, like, right in my senior year. I think I caught it in 2019 before it was, like, a worldwide thing. Because I remember I was, like, going to school. And of course, I've been raised where it's like, yeah, if you're sick, it's like, just just fight through it. You'll be okay. You still need to go to school. Or, like, yeah, you still need to go to work. So it's like, I'm going, I'm going. And it's like, at a certain point, I'm like, yo, I can't taste my lunch. But I was like, it's whatever. I'm probably just congested. My nose is stuffy or whatever. Then, like, you know, a few months later, in March 2020, school's closed down. Everything's happening. It hits the news. It's like symptoms. It's like, yeah, you can't taste anything. And I'm like, you can't taste anything? You have COVID? Wait, that sounds kind of familiar to what I was dealing with in December during finals. I was like, did I have it? Man had COVID. I mean, it's it's nuts, man. I I, I was in LaGuardia dying trying to get home. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I got to go. Like I got to get back to Kentucky and I got to freaking hopefully survive. It was, it was crazy. It was crazy. COVID was a crazy time. Um, number three though. Uh, what is your biggest pet peeve? Pet peeve by art? Just like pet peeve in general? Pet peeve in general. It could be whatever you want it to be. All right. Mm, biggest pet peeve. I would say it has to be people who are just like, they don't believe in themselves. That would bound to be it. Cause it's like, I'm really, like, committed to what I want to do with my life and, like, just, like, what I want to accomplish. I'm like, no, I could do it. It's like, even if the way I plan on doing it at first doesn't work out, I'm like, nah, there's another way. I can think of a plan. I just got to go back to the drawing board for a little bit. I can do it. It's like, my first few years on Twitter, like, my first few art group chats, I was in them, and it's like, of course, I didn't know the people I knew now. That took a little bit of time. But we'd be in there, and it's like, nah, I'd be like, nah, I'm going to do art full-time. I'm going to be a full-time artist. I'm going to, like, chase my dreams. And, of course, we all, like, doing art in our art group chats. And then, like, other people be like, man, I wish I could do that. And I'd be like, you can do that. Just keep trying. Keep going. Go harder. And, like, nah, man, I can't. I was like, you can't. Just believe in yourself. I think you can do it. Why don't you think you could do it? And it's like, I remember one day I was just, like, going back and forth. And I was like, no, you can do it. You just got to believe in yourself keep pushing and after that i was like hmm, i guess not everybody thinks that way and i accepted of course i was like all right that's how you feel and you know it's your life i respect that but it's like i just can't feel that way about my own self and it's like i not that i cut that guy off because like oh you don't think you do it nah you gotta go but it's just harder for me to be around people who feel that way about themselves and that they can't do something that they really want to do. I like that. I mean, it's, it's, I like it in the sense of like, you know, it's, you gotta, you gotta believe in yourself. And I, I, someone recently, I don't want to say told me, but I think they like tweeted it or something. But my, my friend Jacob, he, he was like, you know, people are too scared to suck at something long enough to become good. And, and, you know, as as a golfer, that's something that usually is is used over there. Like you know, golf is something where you can 
you might suck for five years, 10 years. But if you don't, if you genuinely enjoy it, that don't matter. Like you're going to, you're going to go through that. You're going to go through that trial. And, and that's like me and art. I love art. Um, I wouldn't say I'm an artist yet because like, well, I mean, I've put art out there and it's been bought. So fuck it. I'll say I'm an artist. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm in there, so you can't take that from me. Uh, but, and, but when it comes to the art, you know, it's, it's just a little rough sometimes because I don't get the big sales. You know, I've never sold one of ones myself and, and I have plenty listed, but if I genuinely like it and, and that's something that I enjoy doing, then fight through that. It really don't matter if they sell. It really don't. As long as I'm doing what I like and, and I believe in the art, I believe in the podcast. I'm gonna keep on putting it out there and I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep on doing it because, you know, if I was just like, Oh yeah, I really like doing it, but I'm just not going to, because I don't think I can. It's like, well, damn bro. I never even gave it a shot. I never even attempted to try it. So, um, yeah, I, I, to- I totally get that, man. Uh, number six. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I wasn't even successful. Like I am now up to that point back then I was still selling prints. I was like, what? $200. Maybe over like a month or two. Imagine if you would have quit. Exactly. Like I, w- I didn't have any of the friends I had now. I was just doing art because I enjoyed doing art. Like none of the, the positive things I've mentioned throughout the show that I have now. I didn't have any of that back then. I was just a guy. And I wasn't even that good at art either. Like I was still like making pretty big mistakes or like the stuff was kind of choppy or like it wasn't up to the level that I am now. Like I was just enjoying myself back then. That's all I had driving me. Exactly. I mean, and it's, I think it's big to talk on things like this and it's, it's a, it's good points to be made. Um, number four is going to be a good one too. It's what do people misunderstand about you most? Uh, the people, the thing I feel people misunderstand about me most, I've been told on several occasions, it's like, Oh, you're so mysterious. And I'm like, I'm not mysterious. I just mind my business. I mean, I don't go sharing all my business on the timeline all the time. I'll like share some some like funny thoughts or random thoughts or something. I'll make a joke here and there. But people are like, nah, you're so mysterious until I met you. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm like an overbook. I love to talk to people. I'm very sociable. But it's like people are like, nah, you're mysterious. And it's just because I don't say a lot of random stuff. But I feel like I'm approachable. I'm a nice guy. You're, I mean, you're a very nice guy. I mean, and, and that's what's crazy. I mean, I think it's just in, in this space, um, you know, whenever people think of art, usually they think of traditional art. And whenever they think of the Basquiat's, the Warhol's, the Keith Herring's, and I say those names because that's the ones that most people know, uh, or even the Jeff Koons and Damian Hurst, they're in the public eye. So they think mainstream artists. They don't think of like, artists before them they don't think of like you know you name people like frank stella and ellsworth like they're not going to be able to envision them and they're like oh yeah they're mysterious or they think mysterious they think banksy someone who literally is a synonymous name that literally nobody knows who it is Mm -hmm. so it's like there's no in between they either want you to be very very i guess our word would be doxxed and in the public Mm -hmm. eye or or they want you to be mysterious like how foe carries himself like you know love him yeah foe is great and even whenever foe came on the podcast he did not reveal his face um so i mean there is a mysterious aura behind foe and that's because you know part of it is wanting to be wanting the viewer to be more engaged with the artwork instead of the artist 
Some people separate the art from the artist. Some people do not. Um, but it's, it's all, you know, opinionated. It's all how you view art, how you want to take in the pieces. Uh, I don't think you're mysterious at all, though. Uh, you know, I reached out to you and it was very easy to get an episode, very open to it, very welcoming. I've always been a fan of Sammy. So it was super fun for me as well. Um, you know, number five, though, to, to finish off the five questions is it's a fun one. Uh, if you won $10 million tomorrow, what in the hell would you buy? Um, probably like somewhere to do art. Like right now, I'm still at the crib of my family. And it's like, I have a desk. Thankfully, I upgraded to a desk like a year and a half into doing art. So I kind of fixed my posture. I left doing art in my bed. But it's like, just a living space to like, you know, be in by myself, on my own, where I can create however I want, when I want, and not have to like confine myself to a desk and a house with other people. Like if I could just, you know, if I just want to like, you know, draw all day, then I can. I don't have to worry about anything else. I can just, you know, create however I please. I think that would probably be the thing that I end up purchasing. I like that. Um, for some reason, and it's not, I'm not going to say for some reason, for a good reason, it seems like here recently I've gotten the answer of like a studio or yep. just or just peace of mind. Um, and that's kind of hand in hand with with what you were going with. Um, but but Sammy, it's literally been an hour and one minute. You have destroyed this episode uh, in a good sense, respectfully. You are absolutely amazing. I love your art. It's been such a blast. So before we head out of here. Um, you know, I want to tell everybody, please go check out Sammy. By the time this drops, um, I, I want him to be close to 10K followers, if not past it. Uh, I know it's coming soon. Uh, it's, it's such a good milestone. Like I said, 100% genuine, humble, and everything's authentic. It's organic. And that's one part I really, really love about you. You're a dope dude. Hopefully we can do this again in the future. I would love to come back and do another episode whenever, you know, you do more of the animated pieces and you drop your big pieces. I shit you not for the third time now. These are going to be amazing. I know I don't want to put too much pressure on you. I know you're probably like, damn, dude. All right. I get it. Um, but <laughs> I, I really can't wait to see them. Is there anything that you want to let the people know or any final closing closing thoughts that you have before we head out of here? Just want to say thank you again. I really appreciate it. I love being on the show and speak with you. Um, you know, check out the podcast. Podcast is booming. He had Bo out here. He said Osborne. These are some hard hitters. Also, people, I'm very lucky to call my friends. I love them. I love their work. They're going to do crazy things, and they already are doing crazy things. So, you know, no, all thanks to you. I appreciate it. And, you know, I'm going to have to send you a whip. The Sammy whips are kind of a, a thing that go around with basically everyone who I call a friend are like in the close circle. So it's like, I, I'm going to send you a, a whip of the animation. Yeah, man. It, it's, it's so, it's so lovely to be here in this space and have people like you and the others that we can like just bounce stuff off of, have fun and enjoy stuff. And best believe that uh, any whip you send me, uh, it is safe with me, not going nowhere. And I'm happy as hell to see them. But Sammy, I, I can't lie, man. It's, it's been a blast. We're getting out of here. And for everyone listening, uh, I encourage y'all to go check out everything that I'm doing here recently. Literally, I shit you not. We have a TikTok, an Instagram, a Twitter, a uh, Patreon, a YouTube. Like I am making all of these for a reason. Um, so go check them out. Whatever the cool kids say, like 
subscribe and comment, do all that cool stuff. Go check it out. We're having fun with this stuff. And uh, we, we don't plan on stopping at all. Two years in, I think, November. So it's coming up this year. It's been fun. I thank you all. Uh, and we'll see y'all next week on another episode of Sit Down with Sniper. Peace out, everybody, and um, have a great day.